This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening, everyone, and welcome once again here to the studios in KCLR for Come On Kind. We are on episode four of season four. And as always, I am delighted to be joined in studio by my wonderful co-host, Mrs. Anya Farrell. Good evening, Anya. Good evening, Martin. How are you? Could not be better now. Busy day ahead, and it has been a busy day ahead today with Mm -hmm. sports and everything else that was going with it. It was a busy weekend of sports for us all as well. Uh, We will be chatting about all things very National League later on but we are joined in studio by a very special person and that is the manager of the Kalashta Own Re team who only went and won the All-Ireland Senior C Colleges final at the weekend we're coming up to 50 odd minutes gone in the game five points down they came away with a famous victory and their manager Noel O'Driscoll joins us in studio good evening Noel good evening Martin how are you this evening I'm very very well I'm tired but I'm feeling good. Long weekend for yourselves as well I can imagine. It surely was. Long long couple of weeks. We had um, uh, we had a semi-final there two weeks ago and we drew it so we had to replay that the following week and then the following week we had the All-Ireland All so a busy few weekends but um, as you know yourself you, when you win these matches you, 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 you forget about the tiredness and you just just go with the flow and you're happy campers you surely do we were chatting on air uh, on full time there earlier on as well um, Clash Downry is an amalgamation of the two schools in Callan St. Bridget's and uh, the CBS as yeah. well mm. officially two years ago but you're only there with about a year so it's great progress to go on um, you've a lot of Kilkenny girls on the team as well which is brilliant we have yeah we have um, we have two girls on the minor um, panel uh, Jess Cuddy from Tullerone and Ava Brett from St. Bridget's Valley Callan and then we have a few girls on the under 16 A and B um, panel so it's great it's great um, they're getting plenty of um, experience plenty of uh, good training and um, you know we're delighted to be able to, 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 to use that and to put a great team together and I think that's one good thing about the, the schools team you know they may be playing one another in, in leagues and in championships um, inter, inter club but once they come into school they're you know, and part of St. Um, I was going to say St. Bridget's club, part of Kalash to Aunri. They all gel together so well. We have um, six clubs um, represented on the on the on the panel. Um, the local club, John Locks. We have Wine Gap, a big crowd from Wine Gap. We have Danes Fort. We have Tullerone. Um, we have uh, Mulnahone. So it's it's fantastic. And of course, uh, can't forget St. Bridget's Ballycallan. Don't be worrying about getting names wrong because I'm getting them wrong all night so I am confusing everyone around the place. Uh, You were playing last year and you probably had some farcical matches when it came to the the school's competition. You were winning them fairly handy and it came to the latter stages which was detrimental to you. This year it was the opposite. I mean, your semi-final went to a replay. You had two very tough games before the All-Ireland final and that really stood oh, to you. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, they were they were heart-stopping at the time but we, we, we could see what the girls had in them um, because they had to fight to the bitter end in the two semi-finals, the, the first game, uh, the draw and the, the replay. It went down to the wire. Both games went down to the wire. Um, in the first game, um, we were winning by a point and uh, Gael Kalosh to Lim, uh, Laurel Hill got a uh, uh, score to equalise it. In the second game, we 
one by a pint. Um, so again, as I say, down to the wire. And then last Saturday, you know, it looked as if we were dead and buried. Um, for the for the spectators, they probably did think we were dead and buried. But we knew ourselves, myself and Margaret O'Keefe, we knew ourselves what the girls can do. They can really pull it, pull, pull it, pull it out of the hat. Um, in the end, they kept. They're like terriers, is is what somebody said. They're small. We have a small team, um, small in stature, but by God, have they big hearts. And they just took it to um, Gort Community School and. Um, you know, we were down by five points in the 52nd or 53rd minute or something like that. Um, you know, we got one or two points. We got two goals. They got a point or two and um, we won by two points in the end. So it was really heart stopping stuff. I mean, this respectfully compared to Gort and the size of the school that they would yeah. have up there. Mm. I mean, you are a relatively small school. What is the feeling like or what does it mean for the likes of yourselves to have an All-Ireland title whether it be hurling football yeah. Camogie oh, it, coming it, into the school It didn't matter if you were there if, you know if you saw the crowd that was there in um, Rat Downey on Saturday um, you know I would say nearly every member of the staff of, of Kalash Downey was there. Um, there the number of students that were there was incredible you know an awful lot of boys and it's great because you know I'd say Initially, probably when the boys came over to to us, you know, they were they were there's great hurlers in 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 the CBS Callan. They probably thought Ash of the Camogie girls, you know, they wouldn't be probably much good. <laughs> but um, that was the rock they perished on, and you know they've been at matches and they've been absolutely fantastic support, and vice versa. Um, so you know, sport in in Downry is really important, and um, management uh, support everything we do. So it's it's just super. It was just great to see the support that we had last Saturday and definitely the supporters were the extra man that we had. You were on to me during the week. There were now we're not going to bash anyone here either, all right, because we know how hard it mm. is to get facilities, mm. etc. But as a manager, you must have been tearing your hair out during the week because originally it was fixed for one venue, it was then changed, and not only less than twenty four hours later you were getting in contact with me again to say yeah. a totally different venue. Exactly. How much of a logistical nightmare are it's short a short It's a, 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 a it's a complete nightmare. Um in the you know, it was the game was fixed for Nina, but the president in Nina died and G- the GA obviously were, were, were going to have a, gu- a guard of honour for, for that man. I think is it Mick Bourne was his name. Um, I think you're spot on, yeah. yeah. And uh, so that was very understandable that, that the pitch would be closed on that day. So then it was moved to Silver Mines on Friday or Thursday or Friday. At this stage, I hardly know. And at the last minute, then it was changed to Rat Downey. So <laughs> logistically, um, even small things like getting the bus, organising yeah. the, the, the supporters, sending out the messages, making sure everybody knew. Um, but in the end, we didn't care. The win is the win and the it doesn't matter what way exactly. it comes. Exactly. You're involved, Noel, in Camogie a long time. We, we won't say how long it is. We, we, we don't ever do that. That's like asking a woman her age it is. But, I mean, you really do love the sport. I mean, if you didn't, you wouldn't be at it for oh, so long. I definitely wouldn't. Um, and I've seen such changes, I suppose. And actually, I got a, a text message of good luck from um, Sinead Millay on Saturday morning. And she reminded me that 30 years ago, this year, we won a senior. Ah, uh, stop. <laughs> and uh, I'm nearly embarrassed to say it, 30 years ago this year. Um, that just shows <laughs> how, they're all laughing here in the studio. <laughs> that just shows how long I'm at wow. it. But, um, you know, I, I do, I love it. Um, it's about time I gave it up and had a bit of sense, but I do love it. And um, You'll never do that. Uh, it's, um, it's, um, 
you know, especially when you're in a school, because you get so much out of the students when they see that you take them after after school for training in the in the rain or whatever. And then when you see them in class, they kind of give you that extra bit, and they have a little bit more respect for you. Um, and um, you know, as I say, we have just great support from management and staff in Sim- in Colosh Downry. So I don't mind. I just love it. Where to next? Where to next? Um, we have to get some of these girls through leaving cert now in the next couple of months. And um, uh, we'll see after that. For the school then as well? The Obviously sc- there's big changes th- coming for the schools. Oh. Like, so uh, what's, what's the next step for the, the two schools together? Oh, the next step is uh, there's a build, there will be a building um, extension in on our site in uh, hopefully shortly with um, specialist rooms. That's in St. Bridget's grounds. Yes, exactly. Um, At the moment we're still using Colosh Downries for uh, woodwork, metalwork, DCG um, but the majority of the classes are all over on our site. Um, It's fairly tight and we have an autism unit as well so there are big plans to have a a building um, uh, in the ne- in the next couple of years. Well, we certainly wish you the very best of luck in it. It's great to be able to have a manager in studio with us after winning an All Ireland final. It's a pity we couldn't have a couple of the girls with us, but obviously due to logistical uh, constraints and co- school is still going on at the minute, it wasn't possible. Of course. But you might take back our congratulations will, as well. And we've really enjoyed following the progress. Thank you for letting us know because uh, I, I hate people on Twitter that don't use their accounts when they're there and you don't know how scores are going and you're trying to keep up to date yeah. with them. Yeah. Um, but no, we really really appreciate it well done on the victory thanks a million Great. and thanks for giving us the opportunity oh, no, to no, get no. out there and and anything at all, at all. And as well. that's what we're here for um, and hopefully fingers crossed you'll have another one back at the school next year as well, well. as I say we'll, we'll savour this one anyway for a while I can tell you <laughs> good woman <laughs> thanks well, very much that is Noel O'Driscoll joining us here from the KCLR studios in Kilkenny after the winning the Senior C title at the weekend um, and what a fantastic achievement it was for them did you ever win a school title? I've won Leinster titles but they started winning All-Ireland when I left so oh, it was great. God, I shouldn't have brought that yeah. up then, should I? No, I, I won a, I won a lot of Leinster um, Leinster titles. I was I was in school in Loretto, so we um, you know there's a there's a great history there. Um, but yeah, never never actually got an All Ireland title. We were always beating the final hurl by Charville. Talking about Loretta, you just reminded me that they won the Junior A semi final yep. at the weekend. Mm-hmm. A belter of a game, not much in it, and they're now in another All Ireland final to do the double potentially. Yeah, oh my God, it would be great for them, really, wouldn't it? And I suppose it just goes to show the history that is in Loretto. And, you know, they've had it for so many years, but it's, it'll be absolutely phenomenal. A great victory for them last weekend. And I suppose, you know, a lot of those girls would have been potentially on the senior team the, the week previous as well. So it um, would be, yeah, it would be absolutely great um, if they could do, go on and do the double. I know Tullerone are heavily involved in it there. Kira Dunn would have been playing on the senior team. She's actually captain of the junior team. You've got um, the two Dohany twins are on it. Um, and I know I'm going to forget someone as well. Um, but yeah, I think we have about five representatives um, on the Loretta Grace. Brennan is on it as well. Um, and there's somebody else. And I know I'm going to be shot now for, for forget, for not remembering the name. But yeah, you know, really good. It's really good to see 
see or really good to see Loretto back in another Junior All-Ireland if they could do the double like that would be just what an achievement in itself I think we're very lucky over the last couple of years over the last couple of weeks that we've actually had um, so many All-Ireland titles come back to come back to Kilkenny and we're not even hitting March yet so yeah it's absolutely brilliant great form and best of luck to Loretto as well and a huge congratulations to Clash Downry it's amazing like when you see Noel because like you know I was in Loretto Noel was would have been involved with St Bridget's College at the time, like, and I'm just thinking, like, it's like she's given so much to oh, that unbelievable. school. Unbelievable, yeah. yeah. She really, really right. has. Bear with me one second mm-hmm. because obviously we are in the studio next door and we're tic tacking around at the minute. So uh, I just have to do this very, very quickly. Owen, if you can save it into Jock Ten, please, and thank you very much. You see, yeah, that's the joys of having uh, a working station and two uh, colleagues working close with one another when someone doesn't do what they should be doing. But anyway, uh, we had another busy weekend when it came to the very national league games at the weekend. Uh, we're going to be having an interview which I managed to catch up with Roisin McCormack earlier on this afternoon as well. What a phenomenal player and a great girl uh, off the field as well. And we will be playing that uh, very shortly. But... A bad day at the office for the Kilkenny girls again, albeit it was a great match mm. uh, in UPMC, Nolan Park. It really had championship flair about it. Both teams went at it, hammer and tongs. But at the end of the day, Galway just had that small little bit more of an edge, came away with a four-point victory and leaves Kilkenny winless after two rounds of the National League. Yeah, um, obviously, yeah, disappointing result um, for Kilkenny, but you're dead right in what you're saying there. It really was nearly like a, a championship game. It was unreal. Yeah, it was It was an excellent game of Camogie and there was a really, really good crowd in it as, in at it as well, yeah. I must say. Like, like compared know, to the first game, you yeah. know, okay, it was good in parts and, you know, but it was a bit lethargic, etc. But God almighty, like even commentating on the, the ball was just up and down the field at 100 miles an hour. It was crazy. Yeah, no, it was. It was It was absolutely brilliant, I must say. And I think both teams certainly kind of, they, they knew that they probably had let themselves down the week previous, you know, both of them losing their first round of the league to Tipperary and to um, Clare and but like it was just the skill and you know the talent that is that you were actually able to just witness at this game at the weekend it was phenomenal from start to finish like it was really good like again obviously like and we're not using it as an excuse we know that Kilkenny are, <clears throat> are a little bit behind at the moment for you know various yeah. reasons but in saying that you know I certainly think that there is there is a bit of a spark. There is a, a spark in Kilkenny. Like there really, really is. Like, and I really wouldn't. I and I keep on saying this, and I want to just keep reading it. I wouldn't be panicking at all if I were them. No, I know. No. Listen, they're potentially out of the league, and they obviously are. Well, you know, mathematically, it could be potentially possible still. Yeah, yeah. So potentially, we could be in whatever we could be at 50-50 at the moment yes we'll say it. it's still mathematically yeah. possible but I think when you kind of go down through I suppose when you kind of go down through the game Galway really got off to the best start they you know they just they came out of the blocks all guns blazing and I suppose like for Kilkenny it was just a matter of trying to keep into them really more so in the, in the first half and you could actually say that Galway literally did all the hurling they did, but they couldn't put Kilkenny no, away. No, they really couldn't. Like they went in ten points to seven at half time, and you would have been expecting, you would have been expecting Kilkenny then to pull away in the second half. But like Galway were just, they were really like 
like they were just they were dogged they were aggressive in their tackling as well now I'm not saying that in a bad way I'm saying like that's, no, the, no, that's yeah, the intensity, the intensity was there, that yeah. was there like, and I just felt like everything was done at such a fast pace there was nothing slowed down even the referee just letting the game go which was great to see as well I must he say did, yeah, he now did. I know no, there was a couple of half, things yeah. there was a couple of things but still in saying that no he did have a good game yeah, to be fair. I do yeah. I think he did and I think that it's kind of like I think it goes to show it was really good for like both teams because we were actually able to see like a proper Kilkenny and a proper Galway team actually going out and just going hell for leather at each other like these guys are very very familiar with each other you know there is always going to be that rivalry there with them they're always trying to get one up on them we always have a massive massive battle when it comes to um, when it comes to Galway but even though we didn't win, I definitely think that there's a lot of positives to take from the game as well. I personally think anyway, like I think Jenny Clifford, again, her work rate was extremely good and she got a point to, point to her name as well. Ashley McCarty, I thought, did very, very well. She did um, for such a young player. For such a young player. And having let's to fill be the fair, boots. she was thrown kind of in at the deep end yeah. uh, last weekend. Do you know, like you have to fill the big boots there of Miriam Walsh and you know, that's not by any means an easy task and she managed to get three points to her name but do you know what, for such a young player it was her reading of the game as well and she's clever out, like she knows exactly where she needs to be and you know herself and Jenny are club mates they really worked well together well able to find each other as well Julia Malone you know she has one she had one two to her name as well Some sometimes was it maybe that you know because she was being left inside we probably weren't seeing her as much as we're used to seeing her because like I just think like half forward I think that at the half forward line that's her position and she works really hard from there and she's always tracking back and I suppose in the first half she was potentially inside and you know, was she a little bit quieter? She possibly was, but she still managed to get one two on her name. But I think, yeah, I think Kilkenny will be. I think Kilkenny will be happy and great to see Claire Feeling back on the field as well. And you know, their subsidy they gave a, a couple of the girls a run too. So yeah, I'd be overall, I would be happy with them. So yeah, it was. Um, it was yeah, not a, obviously it wasn't the greatest result, but I think Kilkenny will be happy with that. They certainly will. Um, we're not going to go down through all of the matches. Some of the results were as we expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cork played Clare. Cork 2-19. Clare 1-10. Clare putting up 1-10. It's a good result but kind of expected against uh, Cork as well. Yeah. Cork going very well after two games in the league so far. Yeah, certainly are. Um, I think we kind of, did we maybe hype ourselves up for Clare to really go down and oh, well, we, we do a mass, might yeah, up a little bit really too. did. Like, and I think Clare will probably be disappointed that and considering the fact that they had really ran Cork in the Munster Championship last year and they would have felt that, you know, that they were improving and they would have been going into the game with a massive amount of confidence um, after after beating Kilkenny. So, listen, yeah, it's, it's definitely not an unexpected result for Cork anyway, but Cork really seem to be the team that are, that are motoring the best They're, here yeah, at the Certainly firing on all yeah. cylinders. Uh, Dublin played Tipperary and Tipperary going well as well. Two wins from two after beating uh, Galway in the first one, two thirteen to one six. So uh, that's two wins for them. Right. Uh, we're going to move on then obviously to this week's games because we have a lot to get through mm-hmm. uh, today because obviously we are going to be doing the draws um, live mm-hmm. uh, on a special one for the the club championships because yep. the draws are underage etc so yeah we have a lot to get through today right we're going to move on to this weekend's games and the first one up is Galway and Clare it's a home game for Galway don't have any venue at the minute yet for us and it's down here as a 3.30 start so I'm a bit fearful for Clare in this one to be honest yeah I am I, I would be too I feel like um 
Galway we certainly saw their, the bite back in them last weekend and you would be expecting you would be expecting Kilkenny to uh, you would be expecting Galway to come out with a victory in that especially on home turf too <clears throat> I think we certainly saw we certainly saw exactly what Galway are capable of doing and you know there is still a couple of names missing from the Galway squad there you know I kind of maybe asked the, the killer question about Sarah Dervin and Neve Kilkenny yeah. there's, no, there's no certainty as to where the girls are at the moment um, but yeah you would be expecting uh, Galway to come out with a victory in that OK uh, ourselves and Kilkenny then have a 2pm throw-in in Parnell Park as well we know that this one is a bit of a quagmire for Brian Dowling because he has the colleges uh, from St. Kieran's all Ireland semi-final at 12.45 the same day. Mm. Did ask for the Camogie game to be pushed back to half past four, was told no. So he's in a quagmire now of he has to pick a venue to go to. To be honest with you, I'd say he probably will go St. Kieran's if I'm being honest. I, I do think he would and I don't think anybody could um, blame him. I don't think For, so. I no. mean, well, I mean, I said it to him the other day in passing. Um, he he really cares for both teams. Absolutely, and yeah. It's terrible to have him in this position. Like, in fairness, he did say it on the interview that I had with him after that the colleges uh, facilitated it and moved the game, in fairness, to mm. Nina at a quarter to one. But there was no budging on the other one at all at all. And yeah. I mean, in fairness, like, I mean, when you see other games, potentially, uh, maybe they're double headers, etc. Uh, I don't know. I can't say for definite. But it's just a pity that he can't be at both places. Um, but anyway... Uh, who do you think is going to win this game? Yeah, like I think you'll be expecting Kilkenny to, to win this now. I suppose, listen, it's going to be, obviously the lads are probably working very, very hard this week with the girls in training. They're going to be, I suppose, looking in depth in, at the Galway match because it was probably one of the toughest, you know, challenges that they're going to have throughout the league there. And I think, you know, there's a lot of things that they've learned from it, but I would be expecting Kilkenny to really register their first victory in the league against Dublin this weekend. Well, we still have a lot of players to come back from injury. Yeah. Maybe some of them uh, a bit earlier than others. Maybe some of them that might not be back mm-hmm. um, at all at all but the last game in the 1B is going to be Tipperary versus Cork that's a home game for Tipperary in the rag now this could be a potential league winner from the two of these when they're meeting head to head in the rag they nearly always bring out the best in one another as well but who's going to come out on top? Do you know what I really want to say Tipperary I would love to see Tipperary coming out on top Why don't you then? I just I don't know I just I just feel like when you look at Cork at the moment Is this a head uh, over the heart matter now with you? Yeah I think so I think like Cork when you just look at them at the moment they are just streaks, streaks ahead of everybody else like they're registering serious scores up and they just don't look like they're going to let up anytime soon um, but it is it's a, it's a way game for Cork going to the rag is not an easy situation for any team to be put in and Tipperary are going extremely well at the moment but I do think I do think Cork will come out with this one I hope Tip too but I do think Cork will uh, oh yeah I'm looking at the table but the table is not printed uh, fully on it so I'm going to ignore that and I'm going to go away from it right that is the 2A I thought I had the 1B I have the 1B here so uh, results from the 1B game at the weekend uh, first game was Limerick and Antrim that was in round 2 good win there for Antrim 217 to 111 Waterford are going very very well uh, mm. at the minute Anya with a very impressive win over 
Wexford yeah. and let's be fair Wexford beat them in the league semi-final last year and Wexford went on to win the league final mm-hmm. so that's a good result for Waterford Yeah really good result for Waterford I, to be honest with you I'd be expecting Waterford to really push themselves this year to really push themselves this year and they certainly have been doing it in the league so far and to me it's not really a massive shock you know them winning the game but um, I do think I do think they're going to really kind of aim for the league this year to instil themselves and you know probably get in a couple of new players they have a new management team as well this year so you know it'll be very interesting to see where they go but yeah really good result for Waterford Yeah good result for Down then as well 13 mm-hmm. points to 9 over Offaly Offaly really struggling at the league at the minute Yeah really really struggling I think that was the fear going, that was always going to be the fear with Offaly they just haven't really seemed to kick into gear the last couple of years and you know there's an awful lot of rebuilding going on there their miners are doing very well they won a minor All-Ireland there a couple of years ago two years ago I think it was minor C All-Ireland minor C or minor B All-Ireland was it? Offaly Offaly yeah yeah, minor was the minor B yeah it was one, yeah. one of them so like there is an awful lot of work going on underage but they're just it's, I suppose it's just kind of developing that player from minor into the into the next stage And but I do think Offaly are really going to struggle like I'd worry about them I do think they are going to struggle a bit but like you know they have um, Noel Kennedy involved with them former tip Camogie player so you know hopefully she'll bring some some experience to that as well I was wondering what the banging noise was coming in uh, on the muffer anyway we're grand uh, right I'm going to jump over a small little bit so the table in the Division 1A sees Cork on top with six points points and Tipperary in joint top on six points. Uh, Cork ahead at the minute with a plus 33 scoring difference and Tipperary with a plus 19 score difference as well. So yeah, that is that. Right. The 1B games then for the weekend. I only see two games uh, confirmed with times on them. The first one is Waterford and Limerick. That's in the De La Salle grounds again in Grace Jew. Limerick uh, not going so well either at the start of the league. Can Waterford progress again and make a tr- from three? Yeah, I think so. Definitely, without a doubt. I think Waterford are really going well this year. And as you said, Limerick are probably just struggling a little bit at the moment, but I certainly think that Waterford will be able to push on. I think Waterford are going to have a really, really good league campaign and I think it's going to stand to them coming championship. Okay. Wrong button. Uh, Wexford and Down then. Down making a very long trip down to Navena in Gorey. Uh, that's on... All these games are Saturday, by the way. These two games are at two o'clock. So Wexford down in Gorey, who's going to win this one I think Wexford I think you're going to have to give it to the home advantage that's a massive massive journey to be coming from down and down are doing relatively okay all, so far in the league but I just feel like with Wexford they set they set some really high standards for themselves so they'll be wanting to push themselves all the way as well so I think you're going to get a Wexford victory there Okay and the last one then is Offaly and Antrim Antrim flying at the yeah, minute as well you have to you can't say anybody but Antrim in this to be fair like and again I, I would fear for Offaly Okay well that leaves us with the table then in Division 2B and Waterford sitting pretty at the top with 6 points and Antrim also there as well with 6 points uh, 10 points behind Waterford Antrim are amassing a huge uh, score there at the minute 7.31 in two goals while Waterford four goals and 41 in there so um, yeah there's a lot to be said for uh, goal scoring in the Division 1B right moving along then to the Division 2A games we had results in them that uh, Cavan uh, played Leash and that was a two point victory for Cavan 2.6 to 10 points Meath and Kerry met one another in Trim GAA and the visitors 
Rangers, albeit you were wary of them going up there, yeah. Kerry came away with a victory. That's a decent result for Kerry. A really good result for Kerry, but also an even better result for Cavan. I was not expecting Cavan to come out with a victory there. No, either. to be fair, you weren't. No, yeah. I wasn't. I really, I think that's a really, really good result for them, considering that they're literally only after coming up a level. So, you know, what a result, and especially against Leash, who would be like, you know, a county that would have serious ambitions for themselves in the championship as well. And yeah, um, an even better result there as well. So, yeah. Uh, Westmeath and uh, Derry then was the last result that I see here. And it was a two point victory for Derry. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, nine to seven points, which brings us to the next lot of games now these are actually in a fortnight's time uh, because there's uh, less games in the group so these are not down until the 11th of March Westmeath and Leash Anya who's going to win this? I think I will be going for Westmeath any particular reason? No, just just liking to go with Westmead. This is like a toss of the coin now. <laughs> I know. That one. No, no, I do. I think I think Westmead will come out victory in that one, definitely. Yeah. Right, Kerry. Uh, no, no, no. That's the wrong one that I'm looking at. Uh, oh no, sorry. There is matches this weekend. Um, I'm looking at the wrong fixtures completely. My apologies. Meat and Westmead actually is playing this weekend in Trim GAA. I completely skipped over that. Sorry, Anya. My apologies. Uh, that's a two o'clock throw in. So yeah, sorry. It's Meath and Westmeath is the first game. Um, do you know what? I'm going to go with Meath in this one. I feel like they kind of... They're going to be obviously very disappointed with um, the result against Kerry at the weekend and I do think they're going to want to push on and I would highly fancy Meath to be a big contender in the intermediate this year as well. Kerry and Cavan playing in Fitzgerald Stadium again. Second one that Kerry is after getting in the main stadium down there. Yeah, great for great the team. Yeah, Can they put back-to-back wins together? Yeah, I think so. I wouldn't have any fear there of Cavan. Like I think Cavan will obviously be coming in on a high after their after their win over um, Leash. But I do think Kerry should have enough to put them away. Uh, that leaves us then with Leash and Derry with the venue to be decided on uh, that game. Uh, no venue on it yet, but... You'd you'd have to you'd have to fancy Derry in that to be fair you really would like they seem to be going very very well in the league stages so far they've got two wins from two and you know I suppose Leash kind of maybe struggling a little bit there to try and find themselves and they'll probably be really disappointed with the the loss to Cavan at the weekend so I think Derry should be comfortably coming out with that as well. Okay, well that leaves us with the two A table then with Derry sitting on top after two games with six points, Kerry on four points and Meath and Cavan on three points each. All of those with two games played and there is five games to play in that. So lots of games left in that one. Right, we're going to move on then to the Division 2B and this involves the teams that have second teams uh, which is ourselves, Cork, Tipperary, Galway and Wexford. There is no promotion or relegation in this one uh, there's just whoever wins it is going to win the 2B league uh, Cork and Tipperary was out last weekend I won't say it was a facile game but when you look at the result of it really, like isn't it? Cork 420 Tipperary two points played at the Cork Camogie grounds not much can be said about that one so I think we'll move on from it a little bit mm. uh, ourselves and Galway was the other part of uh, the matches at the weekend and Shem Kelly is the new manager with the Tip or Tipperary Society with the Kilkenny intermediate team and he's probably starting from scratch there's not too yep. many left from last year and that's a decent result for them in their first day out 3.16 to 7 points really really good result for Kilkenny I think first day out and I suppose a lot of people you know Galway have always come with a strong team and I spoke to 
Cal Murray after the senior match and they were they had kind of high expectations that they would have a decent team but I suppose for Galway after winning the Intermediate All-Ireland last year there wouldn't be a lot of players uh, you know they so they're really have, starting yeah, from they scratch they really are starting from scratch but they would have had really strong minor teams over the last couple of years and those minor girls will be coming up to the mark but I have to say Kilkenny like I was really really impressed with them they, it's a, that's a really, really good panel that he has there, that the lads have there. And you would be expecting high things from them, high hopes from them. Uh, in particular, I thought their full back line, uh, Katie Byrne, Aideen O'Connor and Jane Cass were phenomenal. They are just... Katie Byrne and Jane Cass remind me of two terriers going around close. They really, really do. They're just so sticky and they're just, they're just so relentless. And they, they're the type of that if you remark them, oh my God, they annoy crap out of you for the whole 60 minutes. They really would. But they were just really, really good. And Aileen O'Connor, she's just a complete leader there. She just shows her leadership. Yet, and she's got the experience there from going up to the senior panel. You can see it just oozes through her in the match as well. Um, Roisin Phelan, what can we say about her? Absolutely phenomenal. Hannah Scott got a great point um, got a great point from play as well and you know really good for her coming out you know captain question where day. was she playing last weekend went back and I'm saying it for I don't know how yeah, long it's her best position her best by position. far yeah 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 and she was really really good do you know what it is like you know Hannah plays football because she gets the ball and she just drives forward and she's so used to keeping on running and I suppose that's what you're doing in football you're constantly running off and that's what she was doing but yeah some really really good work from her um, Danielle Morrissey absolutely brilliant to see her back in a Kilkenny jersey we've been missing her for so long and it is really really good to see her back there and she's such an addition to this intermediate panel she's kind of like literally what they've needed I feel like over the last couple of years I think she got what is, I've it down here is four or five points from freeze she got a cheeky goal from a free as well you know she really just took the gamble on it and went, and went for it low and then she got a point from play too Therese Donnelly got a great goal I must say 14 minutes into the game um, you know just kept on watching that ball it was coming through and you know batted it into the back of the net she got a point for herself Caroline Kendi got a great goal in the second half she finished off at 1-1 uh, Danielle Quigley had two points to her name Eva Cantwell had a point to her name Laura Green had a point to her name Afton Grace come on she had two points to her name you know all in all I think Seamus and the lads will be very very happy that was a really good consistent game for, um, for Kilkenny now I know when you look at kind of Galway Chloe Broderick was the only player bar Marie Dillon to score they had seven points Chloe Broderick had six of them Marie Dillon had a point um, Galway certainly emptied their bench at half time they put on four subs at half time and they used all eight subs you know which was good to see as well like but you know it, it, it was a tough tough day for them they just couldn't seem to they just couldn't seem to get on top of the game at any stage it was really. close enough though up to half time like, it was but Kenny really just wins and done one, the business in the second yeah, half yeah it was one seven seven points at half time like, so you were kind of saying like okay, will will Galway be able to come out? But you could kind of feel throughout the first half that Kilkenny they probably weren't up to full pace but then they just took off like a steam steamroller in the second half and they just went hell for leather at it um, but yeah that's a really really good really good intermediate squad there yeah, well, and some great subs to come on as well Like exactly good you know? start for the Kilkenny uh, intermediate team playing in Division 2B of course uh, in the National League right the fixture for this weekend then is Galway is at home to Wexford Wexford first outing in this game because there is an uneven number of five teams in this group Who's going to win this one on you? I think you'll have to go at Wexford, to be fair. Um, I just don't think Galway are really up to the paces now at the moment and I suppose they're going to have to seriously look at, they're going to have to look at their forwards if you can't really just depend on two players to be to be scoring and, you know, to be fair to Chloe Broderick, like they did take her off and 
like you know she was their main scorer her main free taker Castle Gargard we watched her down in we watched her down in Limerick against we did. Um, against James Stevens so you know only for her she kind of kept them ticking away and she notched over two or three points as well from play too so I think you know certainly it is going to be um, a victory for Wexford There's so much paper here in front of me I tell you one thing it's hard to keep track of it all Right ourselves having away trip to Tipperary it's going to the rag and that's mm-hmm. why it's an early start it's half past one double header in the rag at the weekend so can Kenny keep the trend going and make it two from two? Yeah, I think so. Most definitely. I would be expecting them to come out with a, a very, very comfortable victory in this as well. Um, and I think it's going to be another great opportunity for the lads to get to see some new faces as well. Like there's a lot of girls on that um, intermediate squad that are potentially in their first year uh, with an adult inter-county team like they've probably played underage up along but certainly it's a first year for many of them to be breaking into a, in an adult inter-county team you're looking at Katie Byrne there's one Ellen Gunner is another one good to see Caroline Kennedy back Maria Kennedy is back as well great to see Laura Green back from um, her stint abroad as well so yeah there's a good few girls there you've got um, Anya Dial is in the mix there Anna Dohany from James Stevens Kira Ryan from Clara Ava Shefflin Claire Dohany and we know you know she had a great game for Loretto in the um, All-Ireland final Rachel Brennan is there as well she would have been there last year there's a nice there's a nice group of young players there and I would be expecting a lot of them to get a run this weekend against Tip Right we'll move on to Division 3A to finish a couple of these matches so these games are only starting uh, this weekend coming the first one up is going to be Tyrone and Kildare now we have to admit we probably wouldn't know much about uh, Tyrone Camogie to be fair Um, Kildare have had a bad run of things uh, recently in the league. Um, that seems like uh, they were playing in. Was they playing in Division Two last year? If I'm not mistaken, till it was mm. rejigged around. Maybe they were uh, demoted or were relegated. Um, so who do you fancy coming out of this one? You kind of have to look at Kildare, really, wouldn't you? But in saying that, um, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong. Oglish, they're a team. They were a team in Tyrone. They won the Junior All Ireland a couple of years back. Yeah. Um, they should have a good wealth of players from that with experience of playing like a top a top level too. So you know, so everyone are going to throw everything at it. They're not going to be shy about it anyway. But you no. would be kind of expecting Kildare to come out with a victory of that. But again, I wouldn't know much about Tyrone only for only for that club there as all. To be fair, we haven't really seen much no. of them, which is a pity because we would like to see some more of them. Yeah. Um, Armagh and Mayo. Uh, we've seen playing Armagh. Well, mm. I certainly seen them playing in the League Two final last year against Wexford yeah. where uh, Wexford had a very easy victory I suppose you could call it against yeah. them Mayo doing great strides though over in the west of the county or the country I should say but I don't know who do you fancy for this yeah. one I know who I'd fancy yeah I'd be going with Armagh on that now to be fair like I just think that there's a, a, a surge of players there in Armagh you're looking at the, the Donnellan uh, sisters there so they're surely going to be at the top of the table for that so you would be expecting Armagh to come out with a victory there well I know I was talking to Rosemary Hughes Mary at the uh, referees and media awards night and she was telling me that Armagh are going hell for leather yeah. to win the uh, the junior championship this year like so if they have uh, aspirations of doing that they'll certainly want to play well in the league right moving along then to Division 3B where there was matches last weekend Dublin played awfully uh, and compared to with Cork and Tipperary this one was a complete whitewash almost I'm not going to read out the score to be fair to awfully um, but let's just say there was a very big victory in it while Antrim uh, had a two point victory over Limerick and Antrim's junior team or their intermediate team now because they're in the intermediate Championship, having won Junior All Ireland mm-hmm. last year, are going very, very well. 
really, really well. <laughs> is it a massive surprise? Not particularly. They should be kind of pushing themselves to, you know, win out that division, if, if you ask me. Like, I think they were just phenomenal in the All-Ireland final last year. And it's so good to see Antrim, like, having two teams in it as well. Like, you know, having to having a senior and an inter, having senior now and an intermediate team too. Um, they're just making serious strides up in Antrim and Camogie at the moment. And so. we'll hear from Roisin shortly yeah. and she will uh, be telling us all about that. Um, is there games at the weekend? Then there is games at the weekend. Offaly is playing Antrim in uh, St. Ryan's GAA in Banagher. Uh, no time on this one yet. Do we see this only going one way as well? Yeah, I think so. I Antrim think victory? Yeah, Antrim victory. Um, I know it's a bit harsh on Offaly, but really, Antrim just seems you to know, be... You know, I really moment. feel for these teams because they're putting in so much yeah, effort. Huge effort. You know, they're training so hard mm. and they're trying their best and to get beaten like that like doesn't do anyone any no. favours or any good at all at all. So, I don't know, maybe we need to start bringing in a rule or looking at a rule or something that if a team is going a bit like hockey and league games or something you know that if you get to a certain point that that's yeah. it like you just call it and be done with it because what's the point of putting a team through suffering oh, and going through that amount but it also stops it probably stops girls from getting involved as well like with your inter-county team if you're going to see your like let's be fair like I would say there's an awful amount of girls in Kilkenny that are only busting to get on the senior squad because we've been so successful the last yeah. couple of years. But then when you have it on the opposite end of the ladder, you're looking at a team that are getting, you know, fairly heavy defeats. Girls aren't particularly going to want to be giving up their free time, their spare time to go training with them. No. And it and that's just that's an important reality, case, but yeah. That's what it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, right, that was where were we were, Offaly and Antrim. Uh, Clare and Limerick, that is a home game for Clare and Father McNamara Park. Uh, also the weekend coming, no time on this one. How do we see this one going? Yeah, you'd be kind of looking at Clare probably to push themselves on a bit in that and saying that it's going to be a real Munster, Munster derby there, but I would be expecting Clare to come out with a win. Okay, well, we will be live on KCLR this weekend coming on Saturday, our first time ever to commentate from Parnell Park, so we are going to be looking forward to it. As I said earlier, uh, we did have um, a victory, or not a victory, says I, um, a pre-record interview with Roisin McCormack because uh, she was... uh, she couldn't come on this evening because um, she had different things on, etc. Uh, and you'll hear her story because it's remarkable that she was uh, able to play in the Ashbourne Cup final, got injured in the semi-final, was very doubtful even to play in that final and to come away uh, with the uh, victory point um, from a free. If anyone was watching it, it's certainly worth going to YouTube and taking a look at it. So here is what Roisin had to say to me and we will be back very shortly. I am delighted to be joined this evening on the Come On Kind podcast here by the brilliant player from Antrim, Roisin McCormack. And not only is she a great Antrim player, she's also an Ashbourne Cup winner with TUD Dublin after a couple of weeks ago. Roisin, good evening and thank you so much for joining me on our podcast this evening. Good evening, Martin. I'm glad to join you this evening on your podcast and hopefully all goes well. Good woman. I know you're a bit nervous, but we are okay. We'll get through this, the two of us. Don't worry, because I'm always nervous when I sit down to these desks here as well. But first of all, congratulations on your win. TUD in Dublin is your college. You were playing in the Ashbourne Cup final for the very first time. It's your first time ever being in the Ashbourne final because you won the Porcel final last year. So what an achievement. Back-to-back Division 2 and now Division 1 champions in the college. Great achievement for yourselves. Well done. 
Yeah, so I must say I'm very fortunate now to have a Purcell and Ashburn medal um, to my name. Um, glad just to be within the TU panel and had plenty of success within the last two years and hopefully that just keeps continuing on for the few years left I have of college. Now it was a riveting game, I have to say, because I watched it and you had a free to bring the game into extra time, which a normal person I would be worried about. But not you, because you seem to have ice going through those veins. He coolly slotted it over, played away into extra time, and lo and behold, Roisin gets a free again right at the death of it to win the Ashburn Cup final. Right at that very moment, when you're standing over that ball and you're looking at the post, Roisin, what exactly is going through your mindset? Well, um, I wasn't very comfortable going out, I suppose, to both them. Um, at the death freeze, um, I suppose I missed a few throughout the game, and I just I, did, I wasn't on form that day with the freeze. But fortunately, it went my way um, just to draw the game and then to win the game at the end. Um, I suppose I thought there was a lot more pressure with the free to draw the game um, to send it to extra time because, like with the last three, I suppose it was a draw at that stage. And if I missed that, look, we had a few more hopefully had another minute or two to get a score on the board, whereas that their first free was definitely the one that I needed to score to keep us in for getting an Ashburn medal. But when I was walking up to that last free, I suppose there was a few nerves that it all bypassed me um, within a second. I can't really remember it. It was just so surreal. But thankfully, both shots went over the bar and we were crowned Ashburn champions. And you were so cool about it afterwards as well. Like you literally had the last shot of the game potentially, put it over the bar and it was like as if it was in maybe the fourth or fifth minute of the game. There was very little emotion. Was that the, the shock that was going through it or is that kind of just your characteristic that, you know, you don't really uh, get much of a hype going until you know that you have victory in the bag? Okay, I suppose there, I was a bit in shock over it. Um, like I realised we went a point up but I suppose the game wasn't over yet so the next thought in my head was get out for the puck out and try to get under it now I did get out um, to that direction and Neve Kinahan finally came on to it and was able to just hold up the ball until the final whistle went so um, credit to her for keeping the ball in, like, in possession at that time but I suppose I wouldn't be a player that would be jumping around I would just be focusing on the next job and getting over the line against UCC so it was just a very surreal moment now and I can't say I remember too much of it. You have two Kilkenny girls as well playing on the team with you, um, Emma Minogue and uh, Sarah Barco. What's it like having the, the two girls and having them as teammates for instead of uh, opponents when you're meeting them on the pitch? I suppose with uh, the last few years I've been playing with so many, uh, there's so many Dublin um, Camogiers on our panel so having that bit bit of mix throughout Ireland is great to see now and obviously they're playing and the best team of Ireland at the minute with Kilkenny and they're on that panel and they've had plenty of success in medals so I'm just glad to see that there's so much talent within our panel and hopefully we're blooding in a few more next year and the panel gets stronger and stronger and we have hopefully more of a chance to go for our second Ashburn next year. Well, it's chance of back-to-back now. The question for everyone's uh, attention is how long has Rosie McCormick left in college because she could be terrifying uh, other colleges for the next couple of years? Uh, so, I could do one, but I'm possibly going to do two now. It's not confirmed yet, but I'll see um, come next year and how I get on.
<laughs> so potentially you could have a hat-trick of Ashbourne medals in your back pocket. God, I don't know. Um, I suppose the one, I'll take one Ashbourne medal at the minute, but two or three would be very nice in the pocket. But I suppose we'll just take each match as it comes next year and see how much further we can go on into the championship again and hopefully bring a few more medals back into the college. Well, it's not the only medal that you have in your back pocket either because obviously a lot of Kilkenny people will know you from your uh, accolades in the 2021 All-Ireland Final against ourselves in Crow Park where you absolutely terrorised us that day. Um, I mean, what was the, the feeling like knowing that you were after winning the Intermediate Final and you were going to get it up and play senior where I suppose you could call among the big boys? I suppose it was very unimaginable um, after winning that All-Ireland. You obviously look towards these teams. Like I grew up and was always looking up towards the likes of Galway and Kilkenny, Cork, um, Waterford even. But like they're massive teams and I suppose I never dreamt of even playing against them. Um, I always just thought like Antrim were always looked at as the intermediate or like the lower team, lower level team. But thankfully we won that All-Ireland and now we're up ranking in we're up playing in the senior ranks and all is going well at the minute with a good few wins in the championship last year um, obviously we didn't get by Limerick the last game of the group stages and we thought we were very capable of winning that game to get through to quarterfinals but we'll just put the heads down this year and drive on and hopefully make some sort of quarter and semi-finals this year in the senior championship Well when you see Limerick last year getting to the quarterfinals after not making them with a number of years that experience that you had at senior level last year and playing in it it's certainly standing to you because even at the league stages this year you're after playing two games already your neighbours down was the first game up and you put 5-14 past them getting the five goals where you played in it and I'm going to come back to that game in a minute because it's uh, obviously important for a certain reason but then you went out and you played Limerick then the second day a long trip uh, down to uh, Rathkeel down to Limerick to play him as well and you came away with the victory so two wins from two Roisin in the league for your uh, colleagues up there it's not going too bad so far Yes I suppose us, er, myself and the girls can't complain at the minute now um, we've put the work in since November and training away and I know Limerick was a big focus obviously the loss to them in the championship last year and then down would be big rivals with us within the Ulster and Senior Championship so I suppose we wanted to get two good performances in at the start of the year and hopefully we can just maintain that throughout the rest of the league and it pays off come into the, coming into the Ulster and the Senior Championship so all's going well at the minute now and there's a very happy camp so fingers crossed that the experience now starts to pay off before I go back to that first game again against Down, your next game is against Offaly this weekend coming. It's another away trip for you. Not too long this time. Long enough though when I suppose you look at it. It's in Banagher against Offaly. Um, so how do you the feel this one is coming? Because I don't think you're going to be uh, playing in this game. So you can give me a small little bit of a prediction. It's not going to make much difference. Oh, well, I obviously don't want to speak too much on it. Um, but... Yeah, look, just put two good performances there, um, in within the last two weeks. So hopefully just they rub off in the next few games coming into the weeks of the league. And look, we just want to hit them from the ground running and put in a good performance now. Um, so the girls are up for it. Look, so hopefully, fingers crossed, we get on, we got on the right side of it and we get a win. At the start of the year, Rosie, when you see the new format for the league coming, what was the ambition? Like, did you look at the league and the new structure of it and say, well, we can actually make a league final here and potentially get up and 
play in Division 1A or was it take it game by game and see how far we can go in the league? Well, I suppose we obviously seen that we're up from Intermediate League this year into 1B, which was a major boost. Um, I think a lot of girls were happy in the camp now um, just because I feel sometimes at Intermediate League it's um, like it's such a big jump then into Senior Championship, whereas at least when we're pay- playing the senior teams now in the league, it'll all pay off and we were able to build towards that st- sort of standard that we're looking for and it hopefully pay off in the upcoming months coming into the Championship. So I think we're just happy with being up in 1B and we're obviously taking every match as it comes, but we want to get a good few performances in and see how far we can go. Now we are well capable of it, so there's no point doubting ourselves or or like expecting any loss. I suppose we go out and take every game as it comes and hopefully grab a few wins. We certainly well capable, all right. And the feeling amongst the the Antrim Gales up there as well, uh, having the junior team winning the Premier Junior last year, and they're now up into the Intermediate League as well. So you have a senior team and an intermediate team playing at the top two levels within the Camogie Association as well. Is there a lot of uh, scope and maybe uh, how would I put it um, placements up for grab with uh, the senior team? Is any of the the junior girls putting their hands up for uh, maybe a starting place? Like it was a great win. Um, I must say, Antrim's doing very well at the minute. Um, coming up with the junior team now being introduced, they had a great win over Armagh in the All Ireland Championship at HQ last year. And like all the county loves to see that. Um, the likes of Derva Cosgrove, Anya Graham, um, all Emma Laverty grabbing all stars. Look, you love to see it. And uh, there's been a few girls pulled up this year. The likes of Fanula Kelly, Nola Devlin, um, Katie Laverty was pulled up throughout the year last year. And they're all coming into the team now. So Noah Kelly started there against Limerick at the weekend and I think she got a few points on the board. So the junior team now, intermediate team, are going very well and they've brought a few more players in this year. So they seem to be getting stronger as we get stronger. So hopefully the more that's blooded through that team will be blooded into our team and our Antrim panel becomes a lot stronger in the upcoming years and it all pays off in the long run. Yeah, well, it can certainly only help the the cause as well for both teams to progress nicely and to play well and, I suppose, push one another as well. I suppose coming back now to that down game uh, a week ago for anyone that was listening to our podcast last week, we were hoping to have you on with us. But unfortunately, you were in the A&E department uh, having an X-ray because you did play in the down game. And the reason I say that is because you played and scored a point but didn't realise that you actually had an injury to your elbow and ended up in the A&E last Monday. So can you tell us about that one? So uh, the All-Ireland semi against FCTU for the Ashburn Cup, I had got a bad, like a bad slap on the elbow and I had went off and there wasn't much expectation of me playing on the Sunday of the final. Um, I couldn't move my elbow on the Saturday night and was doing loads of rehab, icing it, getting the physio to look at it and it just wasn't looking good. But I was able to get it strapped on the Sunday and just play through the pain. And then I kind of, through the celebrations, obviously, and all the hype after winning the Ashburn, I just completely forgot about the elbow and then went back to county training <laughs> Wednesday of that week. As you would do after winning an All-Ireland title. <laughs> as, as I would, yes. Well-deserved celebrations, but... Went back to county training, kept it strapped, and then played the down match and got um, another slap on it. And I was like, right, okay, I, I must have to get this checked. So I'd landed at A&E on Monday morning, 
I missed your call and turns out I had a chip elbow bone, I think it's my humerus and I am heading to the fracture clinic now next Monday to see what the story is, if I need another x-ray and how long I'll be out for. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed for yourself as well. Uh, I shouldn't be saying these things because Antrim is terrorising Kilkenny for lots of the, the year. But look, we wish you all the very best in that. And hopefully it's not too serious because we really do want to see Roisin McCormack back out on the field as quickly as possible and terrorising not only Kilkenny, but other counties <laughs> as well. Roisin, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Uh, we're going to try this as much as we can over the next series of Come On Kind to get different players from the counties, get their perspective in it. And it's always nice to have uh, a gale from up the north side because I know a lot of people up from even the St. John's area there in uh, the Camogie world as well so uh, always a great uh, person even your mum has been so obliging even the last couple of weeks getting in contact with you and putting us in contact as well so I really appreciate you taking the time out the very best of luck to you, to Antrim uh, and to your team Lockheel uh, for the, the club championship later on in the year as well and who knows we might have a Kakenny and Antrim Senior Club Final in Crow Park uh, hopefully maybe before Christmas you never know Fingers crossed thank you very much for having me on Martin and I hope to be on chatting to you soon again Well we hope that as well and you never know it might even be for Kilkenny and Antrim coming up to an All-Ireland semi-final Oh fingers crossed that would be a clash to see Exactly Roisin really appreciate the call and we will chat to you very very soon Thank you very much chat to you soon That was, of course, Roisin McCormack there from Antrim. What a brilliant player that she is. Fantastic. And I have no doubt that we'll be following her progress uh, all through the year. And we wish her the very best of luck in her recovery as well. Right. That's about it from ourselves here on Come On Kind this evening. My thanks to Anya, as always. We have another bit of business to do. So while this part of the podcast is over, we are now going to switch attention and go to all of the club draws, which is going to come out in a special podcast for the clubs that will be going out but you will also be able to hear it as well for any of the players that's looking to see who you're going to be playing at the start of the league but uh, until Saturday evening don't forget to tune in to myself and Anya live from 2 o'clock on KCLR we will be back again next week with another edition of Come On Kind but for this evening it's goodbye from myself and Anya we'll talk to you next week bye bye this is come on kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmy. Oh,